Welcome back, listeners. It's good to be with you once again. It feels like only two days ago we were right here, me and Ian, recording an episode. Or well, I think that's three days ago. Slightly incorrect, though, John. Yeah, it was slightly incorrect. It feels like only three days ago. Well, no, we it's were... not that. Not incorrect in that sense. It's incorrect in the sense oh. that I think we started recording that episode three days ago. But I actually, I mean, maybe our listeners aren't aware of this, we just stopped recording that episode, I think, about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is going to be quite a hassle to edit that episode down. We'll have mm-hmm. quite a bit of stuff in the backlog, though, for uh, a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fell asleep two times. <laughs> and these were proper, these were not like naps, these were, I was out for like six, seven hours. I don't know what you were doing. Uh, yeah, well, I, I went to work a couple times. I also did fall asleep. Um, okay. Yeah, re- recording the podcast from work was maybe not the best idea. I think it yeah. negatively affected my productivity. Um, my manager was not very happy about it. I could uh, hear. <laughs> yeah, uh, you certainly did hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole office heard a couple of times. But, you know, I, I, that's just how dedicated I am to this project. But, John, uh, we, we are all yeah. joking aside... All yes. joking aside, John. All joking aside. The podcast is fun. The <laughs> podcast is battle. You know who that's what? who I'm quoting there? No, I, I don't know what you're saying. I was quoting everybody's favorite. Um, I guess he was like a Domino's. I think that everybody's favorite Domino champion, Reggie Fisonet. Oh, or Pizza Hut maybe? Yeah, I'm not. I I did not remember if it was Pizza Hut, Domino's. It was yeah, one I of those guys. I don't really know too much about him, uh, mm-hmm. other than that he used to work for a pizza company or like a big pizza chain, and now he works at Nintendo of America. It and, was Pizza uh, Hut. Can confirm. Okay, all right, and that Nick Robinson and Griffin McElroy are quite obsessed with him. Well, John, they have good reason. I strongly recommend that you watch the. Uh, Nintendo's E3 sort of announcement video. All right, I'll have to check it out. Oh, I strongly recommend was... everybody watches it because everybody should get hyped <laughs> about Nintendo. All right, and Reggie uh, Fisonet doing some very weird things. <laughs> <laughs> um, that does remind me, though, as long as we are on the subject of uh, the hosts of better podcasts than this mm-hmm. one, I've got to say that Tim and Guy from the Worst City of All Time are fucking legends. They are untouchable. They are the best in the game. Oh, John, like, is this a new episode of the Suck Up Corner? Uh, I mean, no. This, I'm just like, I'm just being honest here, Ian. Like, I've talked before about how sort of, you know, one of my, my goals as a podcast is to become sort of more like them. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I was listening to an episode today and I, like, there's just, I just have no chance of ever being in their league. I was, like, they are just, like, they are the kings of unprofessional podcasting. Of having, like, a good, popular, but also at the same time really shitty podcast. I I was listening to this episode, and it started off with, like, a bit that they recorded after the fact, 
where they were uh just a little disclaimer of them saying that it was an episode for uh for expert listeners only um because this was an episode they recorded like a couple of weeks before they had a couple of live shows coming up in the u.s uh so they knew that they were gonna have like new people listening uh, and then it's sort of like a, a big time for them and the episode that they recorded like just they sounded super tired they probably weren't sober um tim at some point in this recording just like lies down under the table and just like <laughs> conducting the podcast from under there and then at a certain point he's just like up and leaves and just like goes outside for like 10 minutes and it's still so they do have a guest on so to, uh, so guy still has someone to talk to but tim is just like not in the room at all and is still like trying to talk to them but you can't hear him at all <laughs> and this is what they released like several weeks before a big like series of live shows they had coming up inspirational and it was still like really good and funny it's just oh fucking fucking amazing mm-hmm. they're so good untouchable like the moment that really stood out to me was this was I think back in the first season um, when they lost an episode. They had sat down and like recorded the whole thing <laughs> right after watching Grown Ups Two, and then they realized at the end that it wasn't recording properly, <laughs> and so they had to start again. It was like two in the morning, and they were just walking around outside. Yeah, they've got multiple episodes where they're walking around outside. They've multiple episodes recorded on a fucking plane. <laughs> They're champions. We we can never touch them, Ian. They, like mm-hmm. we have no hope. I, I like. I'm inspired, but also dejected at the same time. Like, I just I, I know I'll never be anywhere near that that good. But I guess you know I. You gotta strive for greatness, even. If it's beyond reach. Mm-hmm. So true. We gotta strive for Reggie Fusine. <laughs> um. Oh, so actually, uh, so Reggie, that that reminds me. Um, we should check out the Indulgence Corner because you know, last episode, we uh, we tried to suck up to Pat. Yeah, that was our we, maybe our biggest play ever. Yeah, I, it absolutely was our biggest. We're play really ever. trying to engage, um, sort of thought leaders or whatever they're exactly. called yeah um yeah yeah thought leaders think is fine uh you know it was our first attempt reaching out to an asm artist um we really tried to suck up we tried to get retweeted um so i'm sure that we have lots of new reviews uh all kinds of emails flooding in oh my i'm goodness. sure twitter's on fire god uh, yeah so... i can only imagine it's probably gonna be a, we probably should have actually start preparing for this sooner so actually right now i'm scrolling through um patrick gill's um twitter Mm-hmm. Pizza suplex. I'm not seeing the ASMR. It's a cursory look, Ian. It's a cursory look. You might have just missed it. So yeah, I I mean, let's just right. let's just jump in. Alright, so ratings and reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um I'm seeing uh no new ratings or reviews. I'm also seeing that uh ASMR friend six 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 XX uh has not gone back and fixed their rating yet. So Oh no, what a disaster. Um, we may Why have to goofed? We may have to try to, to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take a quick look over at Twitter. Um, we we do have uh, one new follower. 
And we do oh. have one retweet. Very um, nice. Uh, I started following our Twitter account, okay. and I retweeted our tweet. Well, uh, John, I think that this really marks a moment of growth for maybe not yeah. our podcast, but for us as people. Because yeah, this I is think the so. first time that I think we've admitted to following or reviewing or emailing our own show. I think it's also, I think, you know, marks the first time that like I've really started trying to promote this and sort of attaching myself to this project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it marks sort of a, a moment of me, like, really being proud of what we are doing here. Um, well, after last episode, you should be proud, John. I, I am proud of last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even told a coworker about the podcast today. Um, so uh, I'm taking a look at uh, at our email. Uh, we do have uh, two new emails. Oh my gosh! Uh, one is from Google, alerting mm-hmm. us that our password changed. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Because I uh, was trying to sign in on uh, my new computer and I had forgotten the password, so I had to reset it. That's good. Security is uh, important. What did you send yep. to, John? Just so our uh, listeners Well, you'll be that. happy to know I have already forgotten it. <laughs> I reset it two days ago, and I once again forgot the password. Well, that's really expert security, though, isn't it? I that's like so. some masterclass security. It really is. Because um, now it can't even be social engineered out of you, John. No, it can't. You, you can't even torture it out of me. I, I might have some guesses, but I can't. I don't know. I can't tell you. Um... And then uh, we also have a uh, an email from Twitter, uh, letting us know that we've uh, logged in from a new device. So was this also the new computer? Uh, no, I think I logged in on my phone. Oh wow! Yeah. So we're really becoming sort of we're really crossing a lot of platforms. Is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. So so I, I think to overall, <laughs> overall, I'd say a pretty exciting indulgence corner. Yeah. Um, there is sort of, I think, one one glowing sort of... An elephant in the room, so to speak. A glowing is, elephant um, in the room. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, the the astute listener uh, may have observed that we had uh, tried to uh, reach out to Pat from Polygon and get him to retweet our, our show. Um, mm-hmm. And clearly uh, that did not happen. Um, so I, th- I think maybe we should just sort of do a, a little postmortem, try to figure out what went wrong. And so I, th- I think I think I think one one major issue that is occurring to me uh, at least is um, I think we just have bad timing. You know, it's E three this week. It is E three. He's, he's a very, very busy, busy guy right now. Yeah, he's, he's it's a very busy week for him. You know, we didn't really take that into account. It's sort of it was mm-hmm. it was it was inconsiderate of us really to yeah. try to get him to retweet our show this week of all weeks. Um, but that said, that said, I'm sure as soon as E3 is over, he's going to, you know, be going through his Twitter. He's going to have a little downtime. He'll be catching up on tweets. And I'm sure he'll retweet us that. Maybe. I think, so I think there's sort of two, or there's three strategies that I see moving forward. Yes. Mm -hmm. The first is sort of what you've implicitly proposed, which is we let sleeping dogs lie. We wait for Patrick to, um, sort of just go through his Twitter backlog and, you know, finally take care of it. I'm not sure that that's an optimal approach because I think you know he's a he's a pretty famous guy. He's a big celebrity. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he has time to go through necessarily and sort of comb through the backlog. It's like there are people who get so many emails that they never bother really looking in their inbox. 
you know, they don't dig through their backlog at all because they figure if it's important, they'll just send it again. Ian, I, we looked through all of our uh, ratings and reviews, emails, and Twitter messages every week. That I, is true, on air, no less. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see how someone could possibly not have time to do that. Well, what you're forgetting, though, John, is that, you know, um, our podcast probably gets something on the order of 10 lessons a week. His um, ASMR series had over 100 views on the last video, so... Mm, that's, that's fair. It's that's just a different fair. order of magnitude, you know? That, 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 that's a good point. Um, the other, So the two strategies that I see that sort of are not that going forward is this, again, sort of bring up the idea of reminding him um, to retweet mm-hmm. us. So I see we can do that in two ways. The first is that from now on, until he eventually does retweet an episode, whenever you tweet about the episode, you also just include an at pizza suplex. Okay. And then maybe at the start of each episode, we just let him know that he can go back to, you know, the particular one that we talked about him. The second one is that I think just every now and again, we have a Patrick-themed episode. I think... I think I prefer the second uh, method. I, I like the idea of having a Pat from Polygon-themed episode every once in a while. Okay. Um, I mean, he's a, a great ASM artist. We've mm-hmm. only looked at... I only watched the first work. two of his videos, so I've got yeah. some more material I um, can go through. I'm sure he's got other great ASMR content out there. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I oh, would also cool. like to take this moment to do a sort of uh, mini version of Names We Fucked Up, which is... I noticed we, we called him Patrick and Patrick Gill a lot last episode, which is not incorrect, but just strangely formal. And I feel like no one calls him Patrick. I feel like he really only goes by Pat. Well, okay, that might be another issue. Yeah, so he, he might have just been a little annoyed about that. So we'll work on that for next time, Yeah, um, and we'll try to target it in a week when he's not as busy. Yeah, I think so. So, so since we'll, we're, we're going to not... table that for now, and <laughs> then... Yeah, we'll we'll come back to it at a later date. Yeah. So since this was not a particularly successful, by most conventional metrics, um, mm-hmm. indulgence corner, I think it's it's important that we go back to the indulgences corner. All right. Yeah, um, I think that's fair because the astute listener might have noticed that we did miss it last time. It's true. Um, we did. It's not because I forgot about it. It's because you thought you had uh, very little time, and then you didn't. And yeah, it was sure. Too that's late why. at that point. It was too late at that point. Yeah, without so, a doubt, that's probably what yeah. happened. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, I remember. Totally I remember we talked interested. about it. Later. Um, and well, now we're talking about it now. So this yeah. is actually, and this is an important one, John. This is the last installment of this particular era of the indulgences corner. Um, oh my! As we remember, you know, every as as we do every week, we're going through the article four ways to increase podcast audience engagement mm-hmm. by yep. Sheila Price. Um, and we're now on the fourth way, uh, just as a little yes. reminder, especially because we missed last week, mm-hmm. the four ways to increase um, listener engagement is as follows. One is we invite listeners on air, which I think we, we all agree that we're doing an excellent job of. I think we've made a lot of progress. A phenomenal job, yeah. Um, interview thought leaders with the whole Patrick thing, that's really, we're, we're definitely sort of moving in that direction. Yeah, I think, I think it's only a matter of time until Pat comes on the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's three, create shareable content. That part I do think um, we've maybe not been making as, as great progress on. Um, mm. I mean, I we, think... well, we, we do tweet all of our episodes, so you know people can retweet those. That's true, but we need to create 
shareable content in the way that, like, you know, the, the example they have are, like, these tweetable moments. So, so mm. you post something, like, if I retweet this, I look sort of smart. I look sort right, of right. engaged. Yeah, so some, maybe, some sort of inside jokes. Oh, I'm not sure that inside jokes or memes are really what we're going for. I'm thinking we're just, we create pseudo-intellectual content. Um, oh, so sound bites. When people, yeah, when people can sort of regurgitate them like parrots mindlessly. Right. Um, yes. It increases their social esteem. Uh, social sort capital. Of my, yeah, their social capital. Is. Thank All right. Um, so those are sort of the, the three points. And now we're moving on to the fourth one. And, you know, they always say leave the best for last. Um, mm-hmm. So point four is leverage professional partnerships. So, John, we need to collaborate with professionals, businesses, and other podcasters to leverage the power of partnerships. All right. Um, uh, well, I mean, we're, I think uh, Pat is a great example. We uh-huh. we are reaching out to Pat. Um, I think that's so, uh, so. There's that. Um, yeah, John. I, here's the thing. Here are one of the things to do: contact a fellow podcaster about future collaborations. Um. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know that Pat has any podcasts, but he has a uh, you know a, an internet content creator yeah. who you know we're it's trying all to. The same collaborate with so i think that that works um in terms of other sort of professional connections um i i did tell a co-worker about the podcast so uh-huh. i think that counts i think so um, yeah oh, actually i guess to, to clarify i've told multiple co-workers about the podcast uh i only actually told one of them the name of the podcast okay well john this, uh, so uh, this maybe, maybe could... goes back to the creating shareable content thing is if mm. you introduce it to someone you know you gotta share the content. Yeah, so I, sh- I should tell people the name of the podcast. Yeah, like, it's sort of I tough to just bit, say, sort of... just maybe keep on listening through all the podcasts until you find ours. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that, that's something I can work on, you know, personally. Yeah. Well, yeah, of, we've all an got area these, for personal growth. Yeah, we've all got these sorts of pain points, and I think that there's a lot of room for improvement, and I'm really excited. Yeah, um, I, so me too. let's talk things to do. Host a giveaway with the help of a small business. No, I don't I, want to do that. Yeah, I don't know exactly what businesses we would um, synergize with. Yeah. Maybe like some sort of high-fidelity recording equipment. Yeah, or the, the head massager things, maybe. Yeah, those head massager things. I guess we did give those a plug. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll try to collaborate with some sort of small head massage company. <laughs> yeah. And the final point, ask your audience members to contribute ideas. Audience members, right. please contribute your ideas. Uh, yeah, that's really helpful. Um, do you think, should we go back to point three quickly and just try to come up with something right now, sort of on the fly? Okay, so um, for creating shareable content? Yeah, so if we're trying to go with some sort of like pseudo-intellectual bullshit that's going to improve people's social capital. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe we can... Uh, so I, obviously I think it should include ASMR. Um, and I think we should uh, include the name of our podcast in there as well, just you know, for for branding purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think you know we should just like sort of throw in some buzzwords, maybe. Um, so like ASMR Quest leverages bees. ASMR bees. It's <laughs> <laughs> a buzzword. Uh, I, I think that's it right there. Uh, ASMR no, Quest leverages ASMR bees. Buzzword. No, no, I, I got the joke. I, oh, but you're not I, laughing uproariously. 
I laughed. I just didn't laugh uproariously. Well, Jonathan, so I was, you I was get so it. lost in thought. Okay. I was so lost in thought, Ian. Okay. Uh, you were just sort of, I just sort of shifted the paradigm on you. Yeah. With that. Uh, so oh, I, I, we should maybe throw that part in. So ASMR okay. quest leverages ASMRBs for paradigm shifting. For paradigm shifting, that's true. Um, I think that also guess... an important thing about shareable content, if I've learned anything from Facebook, is that it needs to be fake news. Mm. So or, what if or... we say? What if we just say? So like, I think we keep the we keep the um, content, but what if we sort of misattribute it and we say that like Steve Jobs said that? Oh, that could work. The other thing I was thinking is, um, is it needs to be something that you can sort of, like, apply to your own life and sort of, like, a, a misguided attempt at, like, making something sound inspirational. Okay, so um, sort of like a self-improvement sort of thing. Yeah, whereas I, I, don't, I feel like what we have currently just sort of is talking about how great we are. We need it to be sort of more about you. So I, it could be sort of like, um, I don't know, like... Uh, Maybe a personal endorsement. So Steve Jobs said that the smartest people listen to ASMR Quest podcast. That could work. That could work. Because it synergizes <laughs> with... Synergize your life with ASMR Quest. Well, but we don't want to make it sound like he's... Hawking it, right? We don't. We don't want to make it sound like Steve Jobs is just trying to promote one of his many Apple podcasts. Mm. Um, we want to make it sound like he was just sort of, you know, talking with one of his friends, like uh, Wozniak or somebody else mm. he interacted with at some point. Right, right. And um. and he was just sort of saying, like, you know, as a personal endorsement, like I don't listen to podcasts, but ASMR Quest isn't a podcast; it's a way of life. Oh, that could work. Um, I got my idea for the iPod from ASMR <laughs> Quest. That's it. That's it. Right <laughs> there. I got my idea for the iPod from ASMR <laughs> Quest. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. What year do we say? Uh, 2017. <laughs> okay, great. Or or 2018. 2018. You know, well, just... We'll give ourselves some panic in case it really goes viral yeah. in the future. Right. So, so um, just to clarify, what you should what you should be tweeting, listeners, or sharing on all your social media, is uh, in quotation marks. Well, no, hold on, Jen. That's not how shareable. We don't ask the listeners to create the shareable content. We got to create the tweet, and then we oh, and then, then they all retweet our it. Retweet it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> actually, it's funny if we told them all to tweet. <laughs> Listeners, keep your eyes on, uh, keep your eyes on our Twitter feed, uh, and you'll see this tweet, and then you should all, uh, share it and retweet it. Yeah. I think that's uh, true. I, I think that's a, I think that's pretty fair. I think, um, you know, for us putting out this great content every week, uh, the listeners content. should be able to just retweet this great tweet we're gonna make. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Well, there we go. So that's the indulgences corner, and I mean that might be the end. That might be the first official end of a segment. Oh, it might be. Well, wow. That, who knows? Will we find another article to talk about in order to boost brand engagement? Has Shayla Price written other blog posts? Find out next week, listeners. Surprise you. Ah, that's how you should. Have it. You're right. It's yes. This isn't you because know, this isn't some like '90s cartoon. Find, uh, you know, to be continued, find out next week. No, this yeah. is this is the age of the internet. 
The answer may surprise you. The answer may surprise you. Um, she did stop writing blog posts in 2015, though. Well, find out next week, listeners. Find out next time. <laughs> uh, so you wanna you wanna hop into side quests? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, you know, uh, we only finished recording uh, our last episode half an hour ago, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you had much time. And then we to... watched a full hour long ASMR <laughs> yeah. video, so that was impressive. It really was. We 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 have great time management skills. Yeah, I would say phenomenal. Uh, so I'm guessing you you didn't have any as great as our time management skills are. I'm guessing you did not have time to go on any side quests. Oh, no, yeah, I didn't. Okay, um, I went on one, but I don't really have anything to say about it. So okay. I think you can just skip side quests nice. this week. Cool. Side uh, quests complete. <laughs> Everyone's favorite uh, end to the segment jingle. Yeah. I, I, we should have some more some more segment jingles. Uh, we attempted, the, or I attempted it one time, and it went pretty poorly. So I think I was sort of, uh, you know, it sort of uh, it killed my enthusiasm a little bit. But I, I do like I do like segment jingles, so maybe we'll have to come up with some more in the future. Okay. Um, in any case, uh, I guess that means it's time for the main quest. Well, hold on, John. What? How can it be time for the main quest when we have yet to do the most important segment of the show? Which segment, Ian? Huh. No, okay, we can go with the main quest. Okay, alright, yeah, let's just go, let's head into the main quest. Okay. Um, so, so our main quest this week, Ian, mm-hmm. uh, as we announced last episode, mm-hmm. uh, we watched Full Hour Boop Challenge! It was all caps with an exclamation mark. Uh, dash ASMR dash relaxation dash good vibes by um, open bracket ESC close bracket space reality, which I uh, which one could infer is pronounced escape reality, given uh, that ESC is a common abbreviation for escape, and especially with those brackets around it. Uh, it is stylized similarly to how uh, people often stylize the escape key mm-hmm. on keyboards. So, full hour boop challenge, ASMR relaxation, good vibes by Escape Reality. Now, I'm going to come right out here and say it, John. Um, yeah. This may surprise you, but I think this video might be fake news. <laughs> well, fake so, news? Well, I got a couple of points. So okay. first off, boop challenge. That's where we're, we're, that's where we'll start because I, I I agree this was a boop challenge video. Yeah, I no fake news there. It was a challenge. Full hour. Um, that's incorrect. It is longer than an hour. It is <laughs> it was... an over full hour. <laughs> that is true. ASMR. Debatable. We'll get into that. <laughs> Relaxation. Um, com- just non factual. <laughs> Good vibes. Incorrect. <laughs> so, John, the, full, the title, Full Hour Boop Challenge, ASMR Relaxation, Good Vibes. That's eight words. Yep. And I'm seeing that six out of those eight words were just wrong. Well, Incorrect. No, I, I, would, I would argue with that. With so you um, say ASMR, it, it was ASMR. No, no, I'm going to say that hour is correct. It's only when you <laughs> pair it with the full that it is misleading. Well, I don't know. I mean, 
Here's the question, John. If it was 24 hours long... Would or it actually, be... I suppose... I suppose the fall is actually correct, and it is the hour that is misleading. Because mm. it is it is full of feet, uh, full, full of boops. Again, though, um, I would say overfall. <laughs> that's fair. But, you, you know, you're right. So we'll say that's half, so it's two and a half out of eight are true. <laughs> that makes it, I mean, that is definitely, if we're, if we're going sort of by the PolitiFact rating, that is, makes it maybe pants on fire. <laughs> it's fake news. Uh, so, I, I feel like you, you already addressed this, uh, but uh, did this trigger ASMR for you, Ian? You know, John, it's, it's, I think it was sort of, I felt like this was a bit of a regression, like, as, as our listeners will know, I've been sort of on this quest recently to pursue AS Enlightenment. Yes. And I think I made great progress up until now. I think I've sort of <laughs> done a little bit of slipping. Um, yeah. that this did just, it made me so mad, John. It made me, I was, <laughs> I was not a happy camper before, during, or after this video. Yeah, every quest has its struggles. Every quest has its struggles, John, it's so true. This is maybe, like, cause there's, there's that whole, like, um, Joseph Campbell sort of arc of the hero. And so right now, we're probably in, like, sort of the nadir of that whole arc. This like, the, the real, the, the dark time or something, when everything seems hopeless. <laughs> um, but then there will be some sort of, like, you know, new person coming in or something, and it, things will turn around somehow. Hmm, yeah. That, oh! That'll be when we get retweeted by Pat. And yeah, Pat when we get retweeted by Pat, it'll all turn around, but before yeah. then, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, this did not trigger ASMR for me, either. Um, Did you sit through the whole thing? I well, so I, I watched it in two parts. Okay. Um, I watched the I, I watched about the first half uh, last night, um, starting uh, around eleven thirty or maybe slightly later, which is well past my bedtime. Uh, so I was just looking for something to just sort of. I don't, I'd been playing some exciting video games before that, so I was basically just kind of looking for something to to calm me down before I went to bed. And I was quite tired, and um, I gotta say, like. You know, this video is pretty boring, so uh, given that I was already very tired and just needed to calm down, uh, watching a very boring video kind of did it. It, it, was, it, was, it was effective in that sense. Mm -hmm. I watched the second half uh, shortly before we started recording, and it was very different in the sober light of day. Yeah, I was... So, a very different experience. So I think I made a big mistake with this video. I'm going to have to take mm -hmm. some responsibility for this one, John. Um, yeah, I went onto the YouTube last night after we after we had finished our little gaming, yep. and I was gonna watch this, but instead of watching the first half like you did, I watched the first minute of it, and I said, "No, no, no, this cannot be done." <laughs> um, and so instead, I watched a hilarious cool game sync video. Um, nice. Then I sort of sat down today, <laughs> and I realized two things, John. <laughs> I realized that Nintendo had done, they had had their E3 um, video released. Yep. And also, I couldn't watch that because I instead had to watch the full hour boop challenge, <laughs> my relaxation, good vibes. And you had to watch it all in a single sitting. And to watch it all in a single sitting. Now, the astute listener, which we've referenced multiple <laughs> times this episode. <laughs> so this is really an episode for the astute listeners. It really is. The astute listener may notice that I did begin this podcast by talking about the Nintendo E3 video as if I had watched it. 
Hmm. How could this have happened? Great question. I'm wondering the same thing. Great question. Well, John, I suddenly had a bit of a slip from my AS Enlightenment. Oh? <laughs> did, did you watch them both at the same time? Well, the Nintendo one is only 20 minutes long. Oh, it's 25 okay. minutes. So I, really? That seems kind of short for an E3 press conference. Aren't it was very like an short hour, for an E3 hour and a half press conference, yeah, but Jesus, was it action-packed. I did hear there's a new Pokemon for the Switch. Well, that, that took like 10 seconds. Well, that's but, the only thing I care about. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't have no idea. I think it's a good announcement. I think it's it's nice that they're really trying to like sort of fuse their handheld and main system gaming because that's yeah. exactly what the Switch should be doing. Right. Um, well, I just I just haven't played a Pokemon game in like ten years, so whatever is going to be the platform for Pokemon, I feel like like I've got a bit of a Jones in, and so I just need to get that fixed. I think the Switch is a good thing to pick up. I think I don't have yeah, one yet. Seems but pretty solid. I, mean, I might this... I might look into getting it. Yeah. So you you did watch that uh, while watching the uh, the full hour boob challenge, at least in part. That is correct. Um... I think that it actually, it might have enhanced my viewing pleasure for the full Owl Boop Challenge because <laughs> I, I honestly don't feel like there are some videos where I feel like you, know, you really have to immerse yourself to understand what it's like. I don't think that's what the full Owl Boop Challenge was. I yeah, think I think was, you hear the name and you know what the video is. Yeah. Um, for those who have not pieced it together, the full Owl Boop Challenge is this ASMR artist, Escape Reality. And she is looking at the camera, mm-hmm. and she will poke the camera, and when she pokes the camera, she says, boop. And yep. then she will poke it with her other hand. And she will alternate yep. poking. She occasionally will switch things up. She, at one point, yeah, even sure, throws sure. in a little bit of backstory for why you are getting booped so much. Um, yeah, she'll, 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 ch- she'll chat a little bit. Um, you know, she'll change up her, her cadence. Um, she'll poke you, she'll boop you with different fingers. It's true. Um, occasionally she'll tell you, yeah, occasionally she will tell you you were too slow, which I did not appreciate, because I don't know what I was doing too slow. Mm -hmm. I found it, uh, very offensive. Actually, this is a video that I think would be interesting, and this, this actually sort of made me think, ASMR... How do you think that meshes with virtual reality? Uh, there are 3D uh, ASMR videos out there. Mm. Or, um, like, or VR uh, ASMR videos out there. You know, uh, 360. Mm-hmm. Or not 360, uh, whatever. Um, the one, yeah, the ones that you move the, your your phone around and you see the whole... And the, the, the thing moves with you. Mm-hmm. Um they do exist. Uh, there is ASMR for them. I haven't like actually tried it with a ASMR or with a virtual reality headset because I do not own one. Um, but I think it would probably be a pretty. I think it would probably be pretty good. I feel like a more immersive experience would probably be more likely to trigger ASMR. Now, John, this brings up a great point. Why don't you have a virtual reality headset? Um, because they are very expensive and have terrible resolution. That's true. Uh, I did try one one time, and I was I was blown away by it. I tried the Vive one time, and I have to admit, it was a far better experience than I thought it was possible. Like, I was very, very cynical before trying it, and it made me a believer. But that said, it... Like, the the resolution is bad enough that it does hinder the experience. Like, mm. I was trying to play this one game where you're supposed to shoot people, 
but you can't see the people until you are right next to them. And there's just not enough uh, pixels on them. Yeah. So I'm I, at this point. I'm waiting until uh, like the second generation of VR headsets comes out. Okay. That's that's, that's what I'm telling myself now. I may like in like a in a moment of weakness. Just order one at some point, but because you now do have a nice computer, maybe is it is your computer nice enough to run VR? Uh oh, absolutely. Oh, great. Well, John, you don't have a reason. Yeah, it is very expensive, but well, who knows? Actually, I don't know for sure how expensive it is. I haven't actually looked, but I'm pretty sure it's very expensive. Don't think I want to spend the money, but there is a good chance that someday. I'll, I'll just, I'll be weak for a couple of minutes, and that's all it takes. That's all it takes. A few minutes of, a few moments. online world. This yeah. digital world. <laughs> so, digital dancing. Digital style. So let's really bust down into what is in the full hour boob challenge. Because um, there were lots of boobs. Was there anything else? Lots of boobs. Well, I, I've, I've t- I took a couple of notes A here. couple of notes. Okay, that's good. So I guess actually before before I talk about the things I didn't like, mm-hmm. I want to take a moment to talk about the things I did like. Well, you got to do a compliment sandwich, right, John? Right, right. So start with something um, positive and the constructive things, and you end with something positive. Okay. So I felt like she had an, a fun pop punk look. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a look you see very often anymore. It's sort of uh, not really in vogue anymore, but I still think it's a good look, and I thought I think she was working it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, one thing I, uh, did not like, um, is, uh, there are a couple of times that she was pretending, or she was, she was acting like a cat, and I do not like it when human beings pretend to be cats. Uh, and I think this is because I've met too many people who take it too far. Like, they kind of make it their thing. It's like their entire personality boils down to being a cat. I just I, I, I feel like I've met too many people who just take it too far and they make acting like a cat their whole personality. And I don't like it because if I wanted to interact with a cat, I would interact with a cat. If I'm interacting with a fucking human being, I want to interact with a person. Well, and John, like, here's your whole thing can't be being a cat. And so it, it bothers me when people act like cats. Other animals are fine. Because yeah. I haven't met people who take it too far with other animals. But I have met multiple people, none of them that I like know well, but I've met multiple people who just like make it like a point of their personality that they act like a cat, and I it makes me uncomfortable. Now, John, here's it's what fine I want to you... like cats. I just don't want you to be a cat. I think that you've revealed a sort of dark and upsetting prejudice today. <laughs> I think that this is sort of shocking and abhorrent because John Cat people are people too. Garfield is a cat no, no. person. It's fine if you're a cat person. It is not fine if you are a person person who spends a lot of time pretending to be a cat. Well, John, what but if I don't you think I've revealed... as a cat. What if you are a cat born in a person body? It's just like. If you, like, if you feel that the way to endear yourself to other people, like, 
The way to make yourself popular and likable is to pretend to be a cat instead of a person. Like, it's just, it feels like it's coming from a place of, like, horrible insecurity, and it just makes me sad and uncomfortable, and I don't like it, and I want you to just be yourself. But, John, what if they are actually a cat? They are a biological cat inside and piloting a human mech suit. I feel like that would be a very different thing. (laughs) And I would be very okay with that. But, John, we don't know that that's not what's happening. That's what I'm saying. So, like, anytime you see a cat person and it bothers you, you, what you've got to imagine is that they are actually a feline, a feline mech pilot. And they are in there, and for some reason, they are doing some weird, like, anime otaku nonsense. No, but a, a, a feline mech pilot, though, I think would be very different than a person pretending to be a cat, because they would, I don't think, have great coordination. I think they would, well, cats are uh, very rather graceful, than right? just, like, pretending to be a cat in, like, a cutesy way, I think they would instead just, like, spend all fucking day playing with balls of yarn. And, like, knocking my plants over and pissing on shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what cat people you've seen, John, but that seems pretty accurate, <laughs> sort of, to my mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, unless we ever find out that there was a cat that was piloting a human neck suit, and we do see that they were behaving differently. I guess what I'm just saying is, you know, you could choose... Like, every day, John, you make a choice, right? Every day you make a choice to look on the bright side or look on the dark side. I'm saying you can make a choice every day to see cat people as sort of, you know, individuals who have some form of social insecurity and have found the wrong coping mechanism to deal with it. Or you can view them as these sorts of fantastical, uh, magical (laughs) creations... (laughs) that are just sort of trying to make their way in human society. And you bring up a great point. You've you've changed my outlook on this. (laughs) I've turned my life around. Wow. And I thank you for it. We're really, we're making a difference here on the ASMR Quest podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. So that's one thing you didn't like about the full hour boop challenge. (laughs) Wait, Ian, did you hear that? Did I hear what? Listen. Ian, Ian, listen, Ian, listen to the rhythm. Oh, the no. rhythm of the street. Oh, you got me. You got me, good time. Your so I think it's, this is a good time ears. then for me get to really get into what I like about better. the Nintendo By press conference. Working together, I think that the Nintendo press conference did a lot of things. And it comes from so it was very short, as John mentioned. It was only 25 minutes long. I do appreciate that John is actually, he's putting some effort into it. And I say, hey! He's singing, what a he's wonderful dancing. kind of day! That's, that's special. If we can learn to work and oh, play yeah, so the Nintendo press and get along with each other. It was short, other. it was to the point. Hey! They did not waste a whole a bunch of time. Kind like, bring of on YouTube celebrities or having to work and play. weird panelists talk about things or showing their madness all sweating around. That's right, listeners! It is that time of the podcast. Wait, this is not just the introduction to it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, why I didn't sing, that's why I didn't sing the whole theme song. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's right, listeners. It is time, it is time for your favorite segment of the podcast. Should I keep talking over you this whole time? check in on our good then? friend, Arthur. No, Ian, you should pay attention. Okay, I should pay attention I, to this one. I'll give you I this one, this moment. We'll see how this one turns out, and depending on how it results, I may or may not talk over you the next time. <laughs> I chose this moment to go into it, because Ian had just taught me an important lesson. Mm-hmm. Much like Arthur and his friends can teach all of us important lessons. This is the segment of the podcast 
where we we take a moment to remember that on any quest, ASMR quests, or any other quest you may choose <laughs> That's to the go only on. Exactly. <laughs> There's all sorts of... There's ASMR quests. There's... And and there's other quests. There's fish... There's fishing quests. (laughs) On any quest you choose to embark on, you're going to have to interact with other people. You're going to have adventuring companions. You're going to have NPCs who give you quests. You're going to have NPCs who just say the same line every time you try to talk to them. They just, you know, ask you if you heard about the... You know, some guy in town. ASMR quest. Um, but you're, you know, on any quest, you're going to interact with lots of different people. And so it's important for us to check in with Arthur and see what he can teach us about interacting with people in the hopes that we may be able to, you know, move along with our quests more efficiently and with less friction. So this week, I think it's best that we start just sort of Diving into the lyrics of the Arthur theme song. Now, of course, I am referring to Arthur, the hit television program on PBS. Uh, So I think it's important we just take a look at these lyrics and and see what we can learn from them. Uh, now, Now, first and most importantly, something that I learned today, which I think our listeners will be interested in, is, um, you know, the, the artist who... Uh, is accredited with creating and performing this song. Now, do you have any idea who it is yet? Well, John, what I do know is that Reggie Fusime, like, his second job after college was Senior Director of National Marketing at Pizza Hut. Ian, Ziggy Marley created the Arthur theme song, which is why it's got such a banging reggae beat to it. Like, it's Ziggy Marley. Fucking incredible. So, so the, the intro to, to the Arthur theme song says, Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And just, wh- what a powerful message that is. Right there in the intro to the intro. You know, it, it's saying, it, it's teaching us that every person that we meet Everybody that you meet when you're walking down the street has an original point of view. It's saying to us that everyone's different. You know, everyone's point of view is different. You know? Like, just you, you shouldn't just write somebody off. You should meet them. You should sort of get to know them. You should find out what their point of view is. Just because they may happen to have some idea that, you know, is a little different than your idea doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean you should ignore them. You just gotta dig a little deeper. You gotta sort of open up your heart you got to listen to your heart. Listen to the beat. <laughs> now, hold on. You gotta I'm going to gonna... interject here. I'm going to say... So I, I agree with you that the introductory part of the show, it does it does um, clearly make the claim that every person is different. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, it, depending on how you define similarity between people... I mean, obviously, no two people are identical, right? There yeah, aren't any differences. of course. Nowhere does it say that value is sort of more than, like, a unimodal thing, right? Nowhere does it say that different perspectives have value. It just says that people have different perspectives. Okay, all right, that's fine. I'm, I'm sort of reading into it a little bit, and I am taking sort of my my knowledge of the rest of the song into account here. Okay. 
So, so let's let's maybe take a look at the hook, and then I think that'll probably be the extent of uh, this segment for today. Because you know we don't want to blow it all on one day. Uh, so, so as we get into the hook, it says, "And I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day! If we can learn to work and play and get along with each other." So you know, there it's saying, you know, most importantly, we we all have to get along. And I think really the more powerful message here is I, it's saying. You know, that it's saying what a wonderful kind of day it is when we can all get along. And I think in a way it's saying all we have to do to have a wonderful day is get along. You know, sort of a, a two-way street there. Uh, a two-way street think, that you're listening to the rhythm of. I Ian, think that's Ian your naysaying that. can come in in a different segment. This is not a segment for naysayers. Oh, hold on, This John. is a segment for positivity. John, this is a song you are by Ziggy just fucking Marley. This is not a naysaying segment, the value Ian. Of diverse Ian, opinions. you have raised a valid point. You've raised a very valid point, Ian. I will listen to your original point of view. That you are overly on too broad an interpretation. Yeah. John, every perspective has value. Is what you were saying earlier. Does my perspective have value? Ian, if you had been listening to me yelling at you, I I realized (laughs) while I was yelling that you had a valid point, that I had been just saying that everyone has an original point of view and that we should give it value, and that I uh, was mistaken, and that I will listen to your point of view, your original point of view. Uh, The message may have been lost due to my tone of voice, (laughs) but um, it was there. Oh, I realized the error of my ways, and I am ready to hear you. That's very mature of you, John. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I did get a little distracted there, admittedly. Well, some... I guess that brings us to the end of uh, checking in with Arthur. <laughs> but just, what what powerful messages. What powerful Such great messages. lessons we've learned today. We've truly learned how to get along together. We've learned how to get along with each other. Here's and one having a wonderful point I kind would of say, though. Of it. I think that it's it's admirable to try to get along with people. Ian? But to say that's that you have to get along over. with We're everyone, back to the main quest. Seems... Ian, we're back to the main quest. Oh, okay. Alright. So, another thing that I didn't like about this fucking video um, is, uh... Actually, wait, I, I actually did... Okay. Okay, now. No, so, no, you gotta do the compliment sandwich, so you gotta say a constructive thing now. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So actually, I did take more notes on things that I liked than things that I didn't like. I think because they were rarer, and so I made more sense for me to take notes on them. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there was a moment toward, or actually, uh, let me. This should be prefaced with a negative thing. So let me say my positive, then I'll say my negative, and then I'll say the positive that relates to it. Okay. Um. So I think she has a nice accent. I do agree I with her, her yeah. Got a good accent. Uh, she's got... Now, I, I'm not a accent expert. It is some type of British Isles accent. Uh, beyond... I mean, I think it is it is an English accent, but I can't really specify the specific type beyond the fact that it is the type of accent that is often used for peasants in European fantasies. Hmm. Well, that'd be sort of like a Cockney accent, right? No, I, I think there's a... I, I think Cockney has too much of a an association with, like, modern-day working class. So I think in, like, when they're casting peasants for fantasy, they tend not to use Cockney mm. and instead use whatever type of accent she has. 
Which is maybe similar to Cockney, but I could be mistaken. I don't know. Like I said, not really an accent expert. Uh, now, one of the things that I did not like about this video is, uh, regularly, throughout it, she is trying to convince me that she's having a good time. That she's enjoying herself and is having fun. And I call bullshit on that. I do not think that she is having fun making this video. Because, yes, I have to sit there and watch her boop the camera for an hour. But she had to sit there and fucking boop the camera for an hour. That is true. She even says at one point that she's not drunk. Yes, she does. She is sober making this video. Which brings me to something that I did like. At one point in the video, she says she's probably enjoying herself more than I am. And I agreed with her. Despite the fact that I don't think she was having fun, I do believe she had more fun than me. I don't know if that really counts as a positive thing. It's sort of a underhanded little thing uh, remark there, but but oh well. I feel like maybe I should let you contribute a little bit. I've, I've got more on my list, but I want to maybe get a little more back and forth here. Okay. Um, so, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, it uh, so I was just looking at the um, Social Blade profile for Escape Reality. Okay. Um, her country... Is D.E., which I think is Germany? Yeah, that's Germany, for sure. So maybe yeah. she's got a German Didn't YouTube. sound like a German accent Did not sound like I'm a German guessing accent. that she is... I'm guessing she's English and lives in Germany. Which oh. also, I guess, would make sense, because there were a handful of times that I thought she had a more Eastern... Or, yeah, more Eastern European accent. Mm-hmm. But, like, still, it seemed to be sort of, like, underneath the British accent. So I'm guessing that she is British and moved to Germany or something, mm-hmm. which is why she has picked up a slight variation to her accent. Yeah, so one other sort of funny thing about her profile on Social Blade is, so her, her grade, and I thought this was kind of low, was D-. minus. I was wondering, well, why would that be? Her subscribers for the last 30 days was actually, so she was up 3,913, so that's pretty good. I mean, that's, you know, that's okay. a lot of subscribers. Her views for the last 30 days were down 988,263. And it's not its not like she got 988,000 fewer views in the last 30 days than she did the 30 days before. Just her total number of views are down by about a million. Wait, her total number? Well, the, the, the number of views she has has gone down by about a million over the last 30 days. So people are How can your views go down? not watching. Not only are they they're, not watching her videos, they are anti-watching her videos. They are forgetting They're unwatching her videos. Her videos. <laughs> they're unwatching. <laughs> I feel like there's something wrong with those metrics. Nope, that can't be correct. She's just down a hundred thousand. <laughs> also, the subscriber count, it's sort of, it's interesting because you look, you look back. But actually, so yeah, funnily enough, the, the video views, it breaks it down by day for you. So like, on um, um, the 8th, she had plus 9,155 views. On the 9th, she had plus 8,668 views. On the 10th, she was down 1.3 million views. So that's interesting. Hmm. Um, uh, I, w- I would just like to quickly draw attention to the fact that I have just opened up my first ever Bartles and James. Oh, wow. What's a Bartles and James? Uh, 
Uh, my understanding is that it is a um, sort of like Smirnoff Ice, I guess. You know, sort of the same Not general caliber. quality. And, yeah, sort of the same caliber uh, and similar style. Um, but that, unlike Smirnoff Ice, I'm pretty sure Bartles and James is like known specifically for making coolers. Um, where Smirnoff is more known for their vodka. It is my first Bartles and James, and I did get it for free. Wow, incredible. How, how did you get a free Bartles and James, John? Was this a special um, sort of corporate It was left over from a party. That, well, okay then. I was sort of hoping that our <laughs> listeners could take advantage of some sort of coupon or video. Nah, that'd be great. Bartles and James, if you want to sponsor this podcast, please hit us up. How would you we will review, take your money. How would you review this Bartles and James, John? Just a little review break. Well, alright, so... Um, I would say that my review of this Bartles and James is quite positive, but would be more positive if they were to give me money. Wow. That's telling me like it is. Uh, it's cool. It's crisp. Now, when you say it's cool, is it like... It would be nice for... Is it cool as in, like, the flavor profile makes you, sort of, gives you reminders of it being cool? Or is it just physically a cold drink? I had it in my fridge, so it is physically cold. Um, but it is a, a nice peach flavor, you know, sort of light and summery, which oh. is appropriate, given that it is summer, and has been oppressively hot recently. Good lord, has it ever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but uh, where I am, we went from, like, three months of 50 degrees and raining to, um, like, mid-90s and humid as fuck overnight. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, yeah, I think we had quite as much dreadful. rain as you did, but... It did go from, like, sort of beautiful spring-fall weather to, um... Oh, no, we skipped spring. We didn't... We never quite got there. Okay. We had sort of end of winter, like, 50s to, uh, to ni- mid-90s. It's just making up the lost time. Now, you compared it initially to Smirnoff Ice, as Bartles and James. Well, that was sort of my, my impression going into it. Actually, I haven't had Smirnoff Ice in a while, so I don't... I can't say. The Smirnoff Ice is sort of a foul beverage. No, the Bartles and James is quite tasty. It is premium. I am now reading on the label. Oh my goodness, it's a premium drink? Yeah. Um, it is a peach-flavored cooler. I This label's a little fucked up, so I don't know how alcoholic it is. I'm guessing it's about the, the equivalent of, like, 12 ounces of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, although probably not equivalent to the 12 ounces of beer I just had. Because I just had a um, Golden Monkey, uh, which is a triple. It's a very good beer. And... Quite strong. Nice. Which could be a factor in why I'm enjoying this Bartles and James so much. Fascinating. Bartles and James, one thing I will say about Bartles and James that maybe I don't appreciate too much. Um, yeah. The James is spelled with a Y. It is spelled with a Y, which is pretty fucking great. Well, you Bartles say it's great. I don't, I, I mean, where is James spelled with a Y, John? On this premium bottle. This product line is well known for there. its folksy television commercials. I mean, you're right in that it was on the bottle. I think maybe the implication of my statement was was less. Has it ever been used? In, has it ever been used in any other context? Um, I don't know, but I like it on this premium label, on this premium bottle, and I will give this beverage very positive reviews. And Bartles and James, if you give us more money, I will give you more. Now, reviews, and they'll be even more positive than this one. Now, John, I do just want to interject. I, I was going to say briefly, but it's not going to be brief. Um, Ian, before you interject not briefly, I would like to say that uh, in ext- er, that I 
I will give more positive reviews for Bartles and James in exchange for money. But I will also do it just in exchange for free Bartles and James. Just like, oh, send me anything, Bartles and James. Just give me any sort of recognition. Just acknowledge my existence. Really do anything. That's all will, we want. I will sell out this to podcast. You. It's just sort of a validation, you know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Now, speaking of validation, John, I want to just validate yes. for you um, the Wikipedia article for Bartles and James. It starts off to be to be a pretty standard affair. You've got your little paragraph describing Bartles and James. Mm-hmm. The first proper section is just a long one about TV commercials, talking about how it's well remembered for a bunch of TV commercials it ran in the mid '80s to early '90s. The next section is called Flavors, John, and you know, boy howdy. Does it deliver on the title? Here is the first paragraph out of this section called Flavors. Flavors include strawberry daiquiri, fuzzy navel, exotic berry, margarita pina colada, classic original, tropical mango, blue Hawaiian, strawberry margarita, raspberry, pomegranate, body shot lime, mojito, sangria, black cherry, strawberry, peach, raspberry, cosmopolitan, strawberry hill, Citrus and pink grapefruit, mountain berry, <laughs> wild cherry, apple, <laughs> apple blossom, blueberry, <laughs> snow creek berry, sun peak pinch, sun peak peach, kiwi strawberry, <laughs> blackberry ridge, pickle pink, heronberry, peach bellini, lime cosmopolitan, salty persimmon, pineapple, banana cosmopolitan, and raspberry. Now, John, here's something fascinating. Raspberry was listed... Three times. <laughs> oh, man. Ian, you know what that, that list does to me? What that list did to you, John? It makes me want to listen to some Jimmy Buffett and take a trip down to Flavortown. Great, great idea, John. I always want to read the second paragraph from the Flavors. <laughs> and this part you might want to cut out. Discon- okay. Discontinued flavors include blackberry, raspberry daiquiri, strawberry cosmopolitan, melon splash. Apple Passion, Orange Sunset, and Red. Lime Daiquiri, Wild Raspberry, Wild Grape, Banana Daiquiri, and Wild Island. Country Quencher, Lemon, Blueberry Hill, Fiesta Strawberry, Melon Ball, Watermelon and Strawberry Colada, Orange Pineapple, Green Apple, Tropical and Mango Grove, Orange Hurricane, Pomegranate Cosmopolitan, and Luscious Blackberry, Wild Berry, Orange pomegranate, raspberry margarita, grapefruit, tangerine, pomegranate daiquiri. John, that is the entirety of the flavor section on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, again, I think it's time for us to uh, wrap up the podcast, but I have a few <laughs> more things I'd like to say about our main quest before we do. Yeah. So let me just try to quickly run through this list. Okay. The rubber compliment sandwich structure. Okay, um, I liked the parts when she was bored. Like, there are a couple moments there where sort of the the cracks start to show, where she sort of drops out of character a little bit, and the the true uh, person behind escape reality starts to come out a little bit. Because, uh, you know, she is doing a full-hour boob challenge, and she's obviously going to get bored. And we're going to see some, some hints of who she really is, and I liked, excuse me, I liked those parts. Um, I was appalled to learn 
that... Well, yeah, I, I guess appalled in some ways and uh, reassured in others uh, that this was something that people asked for. So apparently, like, this is not something she just decided to do on her own out of the blue. She had released, like, a nine or ten minute version of this, which I think that's a fair thing to do. Like, if I was an yeah, ASM artist, uh, every once in a while... A couple minutes too long, maybe? But I'll, I will admit, a nine-minute video of this form. It really made me question why we weren't watching that video. <laughs> but yeah, it, like if I was if I was an ASM artist, um, I think as evidenced by my podcasting style, I would occasionally just kind of do something for me. Just do like a short little thing to like kind of fuck with my viewers and just have a little fun. But something that is not a huge time investment. Uh, and so I think it was reasonable for her to release that. But apparently a lot of people liked it. And apparently it even triggered ASMR for some people. Which is inconceivable for me. I don't see, like, what this has to do with ASMR at all. Yeah. Um, and so people asked for it, and that is why she did the full hour version. Because people liked the short version so much, and were, like, begging for more. But, like, it really doesn't have any of the triggers. Like, it wasn't really that quiet. I guess it's personal attention. But, like, I, I can't imagine how this would trigger ASMR. Uh, and so now, another positive thing. Um, at one moment, towards the end, she she says, you know what's amazing? That you're still here. She does do that. I, I appreciated it. I really appreciated that, because it was amazing that I was still there. It truly was. I want does YouTube give you statistics about when people drop off of watching videos? Um, I think they give them to the content creators. I don't know that just, like, that that information is publicly available. Um, and then, uh, another positive thing. Uh, at the end, after she had done the full hour boob challenge, she takes a moment to acknowledge the fact that her shirt, which has some text and a graphic on it, had been partially visible the entire video, and she was sure that people were probably curious about what it was, and so she took a moment to stand up and show us her shirt to, you know, so that our curiosity would be sated. And I really, I think that was very considerate of her. Mm, almost considerate. Uh, another negative uh, thing? Oh? I actually have one negative thing I would like to say. Yeah, yeah, throw it in there. Um, the time watched on this video, it, that is a video statistic that YouTube will give you. And the answer is nine years, John. Nine years of human life have been consumed by this video. And I'm just cons- you know? As a person in a PhD program right now, that's like five years. She has deprived the world of two, like, climate science researchers, or over two medical doctors- I guess actually nine years is just about the time you go through, like, full med school and then, like, a, a five-year residency. So if you're, like, a neuro... <laughs> well, not neuro... Neuro is a longer residency. But I think a general surgeon, maybe. So, like, a general surgeon could have been trained in the time that this video has been watched. And that's something just to think about, I, I think. Something to ponder. <laughs> Um, another negative thing I have about this video, it hurt my eyes to watch it. <laughs> because, 
I can see that. So she's got like a very light background. She's got kind of bright lights. She's very pale skinned. Um, if you want sort of a, a general sense of what it looks like without watching this video, um, I would point you to Seamus's entrance. Uh, Seamus, the professional wrestler. Uh, he has an entrance where he comes out on stage. Uh, he's a very, very pale man who wears very little clothing. And they shine a lot of really bright lights on him and he glows. I, I really like that um, entrance. That might be my favorite it's, entrance. It's a really good entrance. I feel like uh, Escape Reality has kind of got a similar thing going on in this video. Because um, she's a very pale, pale person with quite bright lights. Um, with like a light background behind her. She's also a and then, professional wrestler. That's also true. Yeah, she's like 6'4 and like 260 pounds or something. I think is roughly what Seamus is. No, he might be taller. I don't know. 6'5 maybe? Jeez. Um, he's, he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a very, very bright light. Like everything in frame is bright and light. Except for her shirt and her eyeliner. And then when she pokes the camera... Her finger, like, is in shadow, and it makes the whole screen go dark all of a sudden. And so it goes from, like, very bright to very dark, and then very bright again. And it just hurts my eyes to watch it. And my final note, and this one's positive. At the end of the video, she congratulates us on having completed it. Yeah. I needed that congratulations. I I did too. <laughs> I needed some form of reinforcement after that, jeez. Yeah. I'd, I'd be intrigued to check out some of her other stuff, because, like, I feel like I liked a lot of what she was bringing to the table, but this particular video, with its format, was, uh, very much not for me. Yep. I think we're in agreement on that one, John. Yep. Well, Ian, it's sort of a... Well, I was going to say in sort of a role reversal, uh, I talked a lot and made a lot of the, brought a lot of the energy to this episode. Um, I feel like that's not entirely a reversal. I feel like I usually talk a lot. Uh, I just, usually you're the one who brings the energy. Oh, I think I was bringing a lot of energy this time, John. I feel like maybe I just don't need you anymore. Possibly. Here's the thing, though. I think you're going to find, you, you're going to go back, um, and when you're editing this podcast, you'll see that I was actually screaming sometimes. But just very quickly, like, too fast for you to realize before you, mm-hmm. you're looking at, like, the sound waves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just sort of injecting energy uh, into... Ah, uh, I see. Actually, sort of like an anti-ASMR, isn't it? Like, ASMR is something that you put on in the background to help you relax. Are there any sorts of videos, like, you wake up, in the morning, you gotta get out the door or something in, in a bit, but you have time for a YouTube video. Is there anything you can do to, like, or watch that sort of just gets you pumped? Uh, yeah, there's a handful of things. Um, so if I'm, if I'm, like, really gonna watch something, um, uh, I find Things I Bought at Sheets is sort of a nice morning pick-me-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find, um, or I recently subscribed to Beyond Wrestling, which is a professional wrestling YouTube channel, uh, by the Beyond Wrestling promotion, which is a small promotion out of Providence, Rhode Island, I believe. Um, but they're kind of a big deal on YouTube. They're sort of a big deal with independent wrestling. Um, not like a huge deal, but, uh, at least they've got like a strong digital presence. Um, and they, 
they have a lot of like fairly short clips of wrestling. Uh, so yeah, I guess like short wrestling clips and things about sheets would be sort of my quick morning jolt. Or you could listen to the ASMR Quest podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Ian, we have to do inventory management. You can't end it yet. (laughs) Okay. Listeners, please leave us a rating and review, a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Please follow us and connect with us on Twitter. We are at ASMR underscore quest, which reminds me that I need to send out a tweet, which I will probably do right now. Uh, So find that tweet and retweet it. Uh, and you can email us at asmrquesting at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in again. Please tell your friends, and we will see you again next week. Stay tingly!